And now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back to the show. It is too late, and I am your host, Alan Mosley. This is episode 98. You know what that means, don't you? It means Blake? we're getting old. <laughs> I like how you start us off right off the bat by bringing us down a peg. That's just great, man. You know, you got to stay humble in this world. You know, why not? You know, I actually talked to somebody recently who said that they didn't like they didn't get until after they had watched the show for a bit uh-huh. that that this was a studio and we were in the same place. Like they thought maybe you were just a guy somewhere recording the show. No. So so over there, I know <laughs> you here. can't see it, but over yeah. there is Blake. Hi, I'm over here. Yeah. Actually, we're at just a room across from each other, and I can yeah. see you through a window. So I yeah. wish we could show some people that in the background, but it'd be pretty cool. We'll we'll do that. Yeah, like, we'll do maybe it. next week. I'll like I'll have like a little camera or something, and I'll like yeah. you can see, and I'll and you'll and there'll be Blake going hey, behind the scenes, right? Like a like That'd a retard. Cool. You can yeah. see how messy this place. No, really is. what it means is is that uh, episode one hundred is a couple weeks. Yes, it is. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? <laughs> I I actually kind of feel for the people who are planning to attend because I think I think they're coming here and they're thinking, oh man, like they're gonna have so much fun stuff prepared. Yeah. Like I bet I bet that they've been lining up segments for weeks getting oh, wow. ready for the big show. Yeah, I know. I know. The technical challenge is gonna be ridiculous, man. I mean, we got gear coming in here like you wouldn't believe. All I'm gonna tell you is is that there's a chance that I may not prepare any of episode 100 until like the day before. What do you mean there's a chance? <laughs> I, I'll just, I'll just, I'll let your You're imagination just the whole run thing. wild. It'll be all right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, did you hear that Harvey Weinstein's back in the news, but it's oh, back yeah. in the news for at least a somewhat better reason. Yes. Do we have a picture of Harvey Weinstein? Oh, yeah, yes. I can't yeah. imagine that guy not having luck with the ladies. Can you? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like anyway, a, like an old man with a raisin head. Harvey Jeez. Weinstein was found guilty on two of the five counts that he was on trial for, including rape and felony sex crime. I, I don't know what the felony sex crime is, yeah. other than rape. Rape. <laughs> but but he's but he's guilty of it. Yeah. Um. But you know what? This actually kind of has me a little bit shook, Blake. I got to be uh, honest with that? you. Why is that? Why is that? Because how can a guy? that rich and well-connected uh-huh. be found guilty of a crime in the United States of America. I don't know. It's a mystery. It's, Th- this, know. this verdict kind of like shakes my faith in humanity a little bit. Yeah, it should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now there's going to be somebody who this is the first episode they've tuned into and they're going to be say, he's a rape apologist. <laughs> well, you, no. Uh, you know, if this were the old show, I would tell them to go to a website that would give <laughs> no, them information on what they need to make the right choice for themselves. But we, I, I, I'm, I'm yeah, cleaning yeah. up my act. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> did you, Blake, tell me this. Did you yeah. know that cars were to blame for all of our economic and sociopolitical issues? No. I, that's weird. Why? Well, it's it's weird because it's retarded. Yeah. Pull, pull up this pull up this link right here. So this is actually an article from Pocketworthy. How cars divide America. Car dependence not only reduces our quality of life; it's a crucial factor in America's economic and political divisions. Okay. This was written by a guy named Richard Florida, by oh. the way. Which I, I so there's two people that you don't trust. All right, <laughs> you don't trust people with two first names. Right. Right. And you don't trust people who have a state as a name. <laughs> especially Florida. <laughs> yeah, especially Florida. 
Anyway, wow. so so first of all, I just want to point out that actually very early in that article, he straight up, he unironically quotes mm-hmm. a, Mar- a Marxist uh, philosopher oh, and economist, figures. which tells you right off the bat, he has no clue what he's talking about yeah. in terms of economics. Jeez. Because at the th- this guy, I mean, this is just the fairy tale world that some people live in, that they think to themselves, well, if there, if there are some possible cons to a thing, uh-huh. then we should, if there's, if there's even one con to a thing I don't like, then that's all the evidence I need to get rid of it. Yeah. And they don't think for a second about all of the unintended consequences of things they don't understand that would happen right. if they got their way. If this guy had their way, everyone would be living nowhere but in huge cities and no one would have any personal transportation to drive to and from places, would which gross. would absolutely <laughs> cripple the economy. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> But the, the thing that really kind of stood out for me from it that this guy doesn't seem to get is that uh-huh. he was really talking about the political aspect of it, that it's a shame that all of you dumb rednecks are all living around the country driving to and fro, uh-huh. because if we all lived together, then we would all coalesce around the same beliefs and feelings. Yeah. But my feeling on that is, is that <laughs> maybe people want to get away from yeah. each other. And that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, It's not yeah. a bad thing that people want to not be right on. Like, could you ever, like, I know where you live, Blake. Yeah. Could you go back to living like in a little suburb where one house is only like six feet away from the next house and everyone's just breathing on top of each other? And, you know, you're just, you like, you hear your neighbor's every move through the walls and stuff like that. I've heard things. You, <laughs> you, you I, look, I, I've lived in I've lived in like townhouses, you know, where you have like a thin wall separating yeah. the two homes. Yeah. As a child, I I heard things and they weren't good. You 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 look a little traumatized there. It's, it's, it's in there. It's deep in there. But I I I, I remember <sighs> not good, dude. Wow. I, yeah. I, I meant for that to be a little bit of a giggle. I didn't mean for this to like bring up <laughs> unpleasant memories for you. So I apologize. Blake, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What? Would you consider yourself a godly man? I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try to be, you know, I think that's an almost nearly impossible to live up to, but that's, you know. Do you think that in order to achieve that goal that you need to vote? No. Wait, so you, you don't so you don't think the Lord cares about your voting? No. Okay. I just I just want to check because I, I like to get another opinion. <laughs> no so way. so mean, this this is actually this is actually an article from the Christian Post. Pull that pull this up right here. For Christians, voting is not an option. Whatever. It is a divine calling. No. <laughs> y- yeah. No that no, that's what they said. So I, a, I don't I don't feel that way. <laughs> so, so listen to this. So according to these knuckleheads, it isn't good enough to believe ethically and morally virtuous things. And it's not even good enough to walk the walk either. No, you aren't doing your duty to God if you don't get out the vote. Yeah. You're so wrong on that. I mean, in my, it just, dude, I mean, it, it, let's put it, let's put the Christian spin on it. If God's in control, what your vote doesn't really matter. You know, you know, you know I, your your vote doesn't really matter anyway. Right, your vote doesn't matter on in this world or the next. <laughs> That's the thing. But I, but I, I really wanted I really wanted to cap that off by saying, you know, in my opinion, the problem is too many people are voting, not too few. I, that that's true too. Yeah. I mean, even some dead people, which is really shocking. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> what? Well, maybe maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Maybe <laughs> they're, trying to, they're trying. We've we've cracked the code. Yep. Those people mm-hmm. are trying to get into heaven. Yep, that's right. That's right. They're 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 being re reborn. They're 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 risen again from the grave. There you go. I feel like we've potentially wandered into an uncomfortable area that's going to get us in trouble. <laughs> nah. I think nah. that means I think that means we should take a commercial break. We <laughs> need to take a commercial break before we get into trouble. We'll be right back. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. The yeah. highlight of this show is the music. Yeah. 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 Unlike that party room mad thing there. What was that? That noise? <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> well, it's okay. So what happened was I, I really, so the people who are listening to this in podcast yeah. form, which, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. You can go on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. Right. You can listen to the show. Uh-huh. Uh, I know a lot of people like to listen to and from work and all yeah. that kind of thing, but you're you're really missing out if you're not watching the video True. of the show because yeah. this is a video program. Yeah. Um, but for those people in uh-huh. that last commercial break, they just heard weird music for like thirty <laughs> seconds. We we got we're gonna have to do a voiceover. I, think. I know we're gonna have to make that make sense. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, what what about what about our seeing impaired audience, Blake? I I don't know. You weren't you weren't being sufficiently sensitive to our blind fans, I think. I don't think that ad was ever really intended to be listened to. I, I don't think this show's ever intended to be listened to, to be honest with you. Blake, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for the meme of the week! Oh yeah. Ooh, I I love oh. that. Yeah, you can hear that. Look at that. Do, do you like a nice crisp page turn? I do. I do too. I do. Bernie Sanders' disastrous answer on 60 Minutes. Now, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Blake had, uh, not Blake. Blake yeah, certainly didn't. I didn't. Uh, Bernie Sanders had an interview on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper this past week. Okay. And um, he he had he had a pretty serious faux pas, if I would dare say. Basically, okay. what happened was is Anderson Cooper asked Bernie. So so you, you've got all these promises. You've got all these programs that you wanna you wanna institute. You know uh, how much is this going to cost? 
and and who's going to pay for it? Uh-huh. Now, of course, Bernie said that like Medicare for all would be thirty trillion, but he doesn't really know how much the rest would cost. By the yeah. way, estimates are sixty trillion dollars. <laughs> but and he also said that he really doesn't have an idea about how it'll be paid for. Uh-huh. But he later admits, well, it'll be paid for by jacking up taxes on everyone. Sure. And when I say <laughs> everyone, I don't mean the one percent. Yeah. I mean everyone. everyone. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the real there answer. You go. This was this was a disastrous segment on 60 uh-huh. Minutes. And so, which leads us to the meme of the week, which is Bernie's Ooh. promises, boom, Ow. basic math. Yikes. Look at that picture, man. Gosh. That's, it, it, the guy's face is just like flying to one side. It's, uh, it's a, I mean, to be fair, that's not everyone's experience in combat <laughs> sports because that is the heavyweight champion of the world. Lord. But with that said, this is why I don't do combat sports. <laughs> it looks like it hurts. Yeah, that looks like it hurts a little. Did you did you watch any of that fight? The the Tyson Fury, no, Deontay no, Walder. No, oh man. Now I wish I would have. <laughs> well, it was it was one of those things. We actually talked about it on Sports Ball this week. It's actually it's one of those things where the the fight itself was billed for basically a year uh, by yeah. ESPN and whoever that, oh man, Deontay Wilder, uh, he, he almost knocked out Fury in wow. the 12th round of the last fight. It's, it's going to be an awesome fight this time. You know, Wilder's coming in yeah. lean and, yeah. and strong and he's going to knock him out. <laughs> so anyone who watched that fight, get, get rid of that. Okay, so anyone yeah. who watched that fight knows that Tyson Fury totally outboxed Wilder in their first fight. It was declared a draw. Everyone knows that Fury really won. It's just boxing's corrupt as all holy hell. Uh, I've heard it's fixed. uh, But in the rematch, man, Fury just wiped the floor with Wilder. I mean, as that picture kind of gives you an idea, that that is a microcosm of how the fight went. If you see that picture, it just, I mean, the pain is like, everyone who saw that picture felt that pain. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I actually didn't have this. I have it for sports ball. I didn't actually okay. have this for today because I, okay. I, I don't want to get too too deep in on uh-huh. this. But he he got hit like in the side of the head. I yeah. mean, you see fighters get cauliflower yeah. ear, you know. He oh, got yeah. hit uh-huh. and it like cut the inside of his ear oh, and God. there was blood leaking out oh, of his head geez. for like three or four rounds until they threw it. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing savage. <laughs> <laughs> Boxing sucks compared to MMA, but that yeah. fight was pretty was pretty Man. good. I'll I'll admit. Wow. So yeah. it just goes to show if you don't want the fight, if you don't want the judges to rig the fight, just yeah. just beat the hell out of the yeah. other guy. <laughs> you don't have that problem. <laughs> um, it's a second week in a row that yeah. we have got viewer mail. <laughs> Impressive. That. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So, so that clicking you sound you hear is everyone clicking rewind on their player <laughs> so they can go back and read the text. Um, but it comes Man. from the heart. That's all okay. I have to say. Okay. So anyway, we got some viewer mail, Blake. Are you ready? Awesome, dude. I'm ready. Let's have it. All right, here we go. This is from Patrick in Chicago, Illinois, who writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is your most creative idea for a funeral? You first. Um, now I've always <laughs> said I don't want one, I don't want a sad funeral. Uh-huh. I want like it's a celebration. 
Sure. So I don't really know if it's a creative idea so much as like what I want for my funeral is, man, there's going to be a sick concert. We're, we're going to party. There's going to be right. a taco bar. Sure. And dude, and, and, and right in the room, by the, the way, none of this chickening right. out somewhere else. I'm going to be right over there. <laughs> And, and the taco bar is going to be right over here. Just, just load up your plate. Man. We're going to play music. We'll, we'll have some games. We'll do, we'll do some, we'll do it here. Yeah, we'll do, hey, we'll do the karaoke. Sounds we'll like do, fun. We'll do the whole thing. So, 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 you know, if something happens to me, Blake, you've We're got this party. recorded. <laughs> these, these are my final wishes. Okay. All what, right. That's what, what about you? If you, if you don't have a festive idea, what's, what's yeah. your plan? Oh, oh, dude, mine's straight up. Dude, just uh, put me in a DC 10, fly me over a boiling volcano and throw me out and watch me fall into the fire. Kind of Lord of Rings outage, but Hey, sounds like fun. This we call going out with a bang. We're going like to have to make a lot center. more money in this program <laughs> so that I can afford your funeral. Ah, oh, come on. You can rent budget rental plane, man. You know, <laughs> I, I think I think they still fly those planes in Mexico. This once again, I think we've wandered into an area I'm not sure we belong. So we're going to move on. <laughs> so Mary from Erie, Pennsylvania, writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, yes, who is your favorite comedian?" Ooh, what's that? Ala- that Iglesias guy from Miami. I love him. He's really funny. You know what I'm talking about? He's I like how it's your favorite funny. comedian. Gabriel, which, Gabriel Iglesias. Okay. One of my favorite. He's, okay. dude, that guy, dude, that guy's amazing. I just, I, I was going to pick on you because it's your favorite comedian, but you couldn't remember his name. <laughs> so. No, I got there. I got there. Okay. So, <sighs> Chappelle's up there. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I, I dare say Louis C.K. in the past, in a okay. few of his specials there between like the mid- 2000s to the early 20 teens yeah. were some really rocking specials. Right. I know that it's no longer really in vogue to talk about how much you like Louis C.K. because apparently he likes to jack off in front of people. That's weird. But, you know, that doesn't... <laughs> like I, I, I'm definitely of the opinion that I, I don't want to get into his personal life or issues, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm generally of the opinion that someone's personal choices don't change what they may or may not have done artistically. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I can buy that. So, on, so, man, I'm, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, come on. What yeah. about like Louie Anderson? What, what about, what about Rodney Dangerfield? What about, man, I mean, there's so many great comedians out there that are, you know, kind of has-beens, but still their comedy lingers. Well, you know? I mean, Rodney Dangerfield's dead, so that makes him a has-been for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I loved him growing up. He was funny. What? Okay. Re- right. Really quick. What's yeah. your, what's your favorite funny TV show? Funny TV show? Yeah. Oh my! You you got me on that one because I I only I'm a I'm a I mostly watch animation. So for me, it would probably be fan, Family Guy. Family Guy. Yeah. Okay. So the old Simpsons yeah. was the best. Uh-huh. Today, South Park. South Park, man, is just. I, I got to get back into South Park. I, I've I've missed I've missed a little too much of that. I don't I don't like the the last season or two. In uh-huh. my opinion, hasn't quite been as good, but. I mean, but they went a long stretch of time where it was just week after week. It's like, oh my god! So awesome. anyway, Louis C.K. Yeah. and South Park. There you okay, go. Okay, there you All go. All right. Robert from Dalton, Georgia, writes: Dear Alan and Blake, would the two of you arm wrestle for my amusement? So okay. So so first of all, I love how we have viewers write in and say, "Dance, monkey, dance." dance. So. 
My answer to that question is, is that you can get that and more by subscribing to our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash TGS Alan Mosley. Uh, I destroy we you. We don't take requests from people that don't give us money, <laughs> right, Blake? I destroy you, man. I destroy you. I destroy Please. you. Yeah, I destroy you. This, you destroy me, says the old man who comes crawling in here every week saying, oh, my body, running a farm is hard. <laughs> You can't take these guns. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be like freaking uh, the crypt keeper. Well, ar- your arm will just pop off, and you'll, and you'll just say, "Oh, just pop it." Wait, hold on. Are you doing a crypt keeper? Yes, I was. Uh, do, 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 do again. <laughs> you can't take me. <laughs> well, it's, it's better than your Bill Clinton. I'll, I'll give you that. So, Jonathan from Colville, Washington, asks, "Dear Alan and Blake." Why do people on the internet write with such bad grammar? Is it because they don't care, or are they really that stupid? Oh, I have the answer. Okay. Autospell. You mean autocorrect? Yes. I blame <laughs> all my errors on autocorrect. You know, I think you need autocorrect for real life. No, just, I don't. It just, do you, dude, that would be worse. Then your shoes would wind up being like melons or something. Autocorrect's terrible. Wait, wait your, your shoes... <laughs> You know what? We'll just, Basketballs. No, no, that's fine. We'll just Toy let cars. that. We'll just we'll Whatever. just let that go. So okay. So I. So in all seriousness, I'll answer really quick. So if if you're in a casual text conversation, grammar and punctuation are not necessary. The whole point of the medium is that it's quick and efficient. Um, but if you're trying to write something as a serious response or whatever, then yes, grammar is important. But you know, I blame schools. Yeah. Uh, so Christian from Kima, Texas writes, Dear Alan and Blake, if you could meet one person from history, who would it be? Ooh. You first. No. I'm the host. So when I ask the question, you go, and then I follow up with the funny, God. First, anyone from history. Anybody I want. Yes. Da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. I would really love to meet that guy. Can that guy, s- he knew things way ahead of his time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So you, so you want to pick his brain about gadgets yeah. and gizmos and, yeah. and all that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, if I could meet any person in history, who would it be? Um, Scarlett Johansson. Why? <laughs> She's not historical. Well, I mean, history is being made as we speak. Yeah, but what, what does she bring to the to the? You to don't the get to talk back. You're the sidekick, Blake. <laughs> Jesus, we've done 98 episodes. You still have no idea what your job is. Oh, I swear to God. Geez. Okay, we've, we've got one more. We're way over time, so okay, we're going to do it really quick. Celeste from America writes, Dear Alan and Blake, will you ever do a segment where you check out Blake's goat farm? Blake, are we going to do a man on the street thing out at the goat farm? Dude, we could totally do that. We could do that. Yeah, I think people would really think that was cool. We could do, we, we could do a <laughs> little pre- And we have alpacas too. You know, whenever you throw alpacas in there, remember that thing about the baby Yoda deal? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's putting an alpaca on it. I don't, I don't know about that part, but you know what? We will do a pre-recorded segment where we do, where we tour the farm, I think. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there you, you can go. see how deep the mud is in Tennessee. Wait, hold on. But I forgot my own rule. But what? we don't take requests without, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, uh, Celeste is one of our, uh, one of our supporters. Yes. So actually, yeah, we're, we're yeah. going to go out to the we'll farm. Do it. And, totally. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, guys, we'll be right back after this break. Hey, did you see the uh, playoff games last weekend? Oh, you're into the 
the sports ball game. Sports ball with Mike Meharry and Alan Mosley. Sportsballpodcast.com. Sports ball is not a libertarian sports show. It's a sports show done by a couple of libertarians. For when you need your bread and circuses. All right, guys. Look at listen. That's yeah. Is it? I wish. I wish we could just like. It's a shame that we edited the music down into bump. We should just let it play. Just yeah. let it play and then roll the credits. I think. Yeah, music's epic. Um, well, it's time for our one serious segment of the week. Okay. Um, so this is actually the story of of Nick Sutton. Unfortunately, this happened right in our backyard, Blake. This is okay. from the state of Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so go ahead and pull that up. This is an article. Uh, I think we saw it in the uh, Nashville scene. The execution of Nick Sutton. Tennessee has executed seven men in the past 18 months. So there's there's Nick right there in the article. Original yeah. article was by Stephen Hale. Okay. Um, so so this is basically what happened is, is is Nicholas Sutton. He he was found guilty of murder. Uh, he's put on death row. He was executed uh, just recently, and uh, d- despite calls for clemency, he he was um, those those calls fell on deaf ears. And I I want to read through. Uh, a bit of this article detailing a little bit about uh, about Nick Sutton and um, his life and kind of where his life uh, wound up. Go ahead and kill that, Blake. Okay. Uh, so, I, basically, so people that know me and have listened to the show before, you'll know that I'm I'm very much against the death penalty. Um, I don't feel that the government has the authority to issue the death penalty because right. the government can only possibly have um, powers uh, delegated to it from the states and the people and and you and I don't have the right to kill someone because they wronged us. Right. And so they can't possibly either. Um, but with that said, we'll, we'll get more of that to the end. So I, I, I want to preface this really quick by saying I'm, this is not a call to say that Nick Sutton was, was innocent and that he was wrongly accused. This is more talking about the, the justice system, the, the correctional facilities that mm-hmm. people are sent to. And if we really believe those words, yeah. So I'm going to read this. The state of Tennessee executed Nicholas Sutton, he was 58, by the way, by electrocution last night after Governor Bill Lee denied a clemency application supported by correction staff, victims' family members, many of the original jurors, and those whose lives Mr. Sutton has saved. Now, we'll get to it a little bit later in the article, but I, I want to point out really quick, he was 23 years old when he was sentenced to death. Wow. And the, and the sentence was carried out when he was 58. Man. So that's, I mean, what is that? Thirty-five years. Yeah. Like so that. he he lived more life on death row than he did before being sentenced. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, even if you believe in the death penalty, you can't possibly believe that stewing around in jail for thirty-five years and then having your sentence carried out is right. That's that's just ridiculous. There's nothing right about any of it. Nick Sutton has gone from a life taker to a life saver. Former federal district. Uh, court judge Kevin Sharp wrote in Mr. Summons' clemency application. That's, that's by the way, that's quite a person to have uh, testifying for your clemency as yeah. a former former judge. Yeah. No fewer than seven former and current Tennessee correction officials supported clemency for Mr. Sutton, who they described as an honest, kind, and trustworthy man who has used his time in prison to better himself and show that change is possible. One wrote that Mr. Sutton's efforts at self-improvement and willingness to embrace change are an inspiration. 
Um, that that kind of goes to the idea of correctional and correctional exactly. facility, right? Nicholas Sutton's childhood was horrific, a federal judge wrote in 2011. After his mother abandoned him when he was a baby, his violent, abusive, and mentally ill father beat him mercilessly. His father made his life a living hell, recalled Nick's cousins, who was quoted in the clemency petition. His father beat Nick so badly he broke his arm and held Nick and his grandmother at gunpoint, leading to an armed standoff with police. Nick became addicted to drugs after using them with his father at age 12. Jeez. And his young brain suffered damage from childhood head injuries, resulting in a loss of consciousness and two severe injuries to the orbital socket of the eye. He was shot in the eye as a child and hit with a lead pipe. Good Lord. None of this evidence was presented to a jury, even though Nick was only 18 years old when he killed his paternal grandmother in Tennessee and two men in North Carolina. He was sentenced to life, not death. He was sentenced to life in Tennessee's dangerous and overcrowded prisons where incarcerated men lived in constant fear of violent attack. According to the petition, another incarcerated man attacked Nick with a lead pipe and hit him so hard that his eye became dislodged from its socket. Uh, just a really quick aside, boy, the security is so good in our prisons. That just shows you the government can keep you safe. Am I right? Yeah, right. In 1985, that's the year I was born, by the way. So talk about this guy's been in prison yeah. a long time. In 1985, Nick found himself in what former correction commissioner and warden James E. Aiken called a kill or be killed position with Carl Estep, an incarcerated man who told staff he planned to kill Nick with no hope for protection from prison staff staff. Nick fought back, fatally stabbing Mr. Estep. At that point, he was 23 years old. Hmm. Prosecutors offered him a life sentence conditioned on guilty pleas uh, from him and the co-defendant. The petition says Mr. Sutton was willing to enter a plea, but the co-defendant refused to accept a sentence of 30 to 40 years. Therefore, Mr. Sutton was sentenced to death. Uh, really quick, he's the only person in Tennessee under a death sentence for killing another inmate. Oh, wow. During his time in prison, Mr. Sutton saved the lives of three correctional staff. He protected a guard from five prisoners who were trying to take him hostage during a 1985 prison riot at the Tennessee State Prison. Wow. Nick risked his life and safety and well-being in order to save me from possible death. I owe my life to Nick Sutton, the guard said in the clemency petition. Wow. If Nick Sutton was released tomorrow, I would welcome him into my home and invite him to be my neighbor. It is my opinion that Nick Sutton, more than anyone else on Tennessee's death row, deserves to live. Mr. Sutton also prevented an inmate from attacking a sheriff's deputy from behind while he tried to break up a fight. And he protected a female correctional professional who had been injured in a fall. He sprang into action, helped me to my feet, retrieved my keys and radio, and alerted staff to come to my assistance, she said in the petition. This was typical of Nick, who always put others before himself and is willing to help anyone in need. When, multiple, when untreated multiple sclerosis left Paul House, who was exonerated and released from Tennessee's death row in 2009, unable to walk, and the prison denied him a wheelchair... Mr. Sutton carried him around the prison. He took Mr. House to the shower every day, helped him wash, and carried him to visits with his mother, who told the governor in pleading for clemency, Nick is the only reason Paul is alive today. Wow. 
Mr. Sutton also saved the life of a man who had collapsed in a cell from a punctured intestinal tract. And after Lee Hall Jr. went blind while on death row and was denied a cane or walking stick, Mr. Sutton guided him through the unit to ensure his, his safety. Uh, Tennessee electrocuted Mr. Hall in December. Mr. Sutton studied uh, mediation and conflict resolution to assist both peers and staff in reducing conflicts and became a leader in a combined class of divinity students and people sentenced to death, taught by Dr. Graham Reside, professor of ethics at Vanderbilt Divinity School. In the clemency petition, Dr. Reside said that executing Nick Sutton, quote, after such a valiant struggle to become a loving and generous witness in the world would be unjust. Correction officers told the governor that Mr. Sutton is not the same man who committed those crimes. He has worked harder than any inmate I have known to better himself. He has learned from his mistakes, has grown and matured, and has become one of the most influential inmates, inspiring other inmates to better themselves. Five members of the jury that sentenced him to death and one alternate juror all agreed that Mr. Sutton should not be executed and urged the governor to commute his death sentence. Victims' family members, including members of the East Step, Sutton, and Allman families, all asked the governor to spare Mr. Sutton's life. Despite the insistence of correction staff that Mr. Sutton was living proof of the possibility of rehabilitation and the power of redemption, as well as the members of the family, professors, and others, the governor denied clemency on Wednesday. Nick Sutton was the fourth person killed by the state of Tennessee since January 2019 and seventh since the state resumed executions in August 2018. Question is, when did our governor, our new governor take office? Well, uh, I, I certainly hope to goodness that the people of Tennessee never elect Bill Lee to another position ever again because he's a monster. Basically. There, yeah. I mean, it's anybody who who will allow someone with those kind of people standing up and testifying for him to be executed anyway is a monster. Yes, absolutely. Fact. Sad. It is sad. It's I hope that I, I hope Bill Lee can sleep at night. Oh, I'm sure he sleeps like a baby. Are you kidding me? Good. So Lord. he's a politician. He's fine. As long as he's not the one being killed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If it were one of his buddies, I'm sure he'd step in right away. Mm-hmm. You bet. So, so here's the thing. There's a, there's a few takeaways from this. The first is 35 years. Is that what we said? He was on death. He was on there for 35 yeah. years 35 before years. the sentence was carried out. That that is a form of torture in of itself. Yeah. Imagine waking up every day with that ticking time bomb, and you have the date on your calendar, you know, yeah. like that. I can't imagine what that's like. And then to have to endure that for such a long time is, is, is torture. I genuinely yeah. th- consider it to be, which is unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, furthermore, the, the, all the people, all the outpouring of support, it, what hurts me the most about it is that it didn't do anything, no. which some people, I know some people balk at the idea of pardons and clemencies from governors or presidents, but, but I really don't. And I'll, and I'll tell you why, because they, they are a part of the system. Look, the gov- the governor of the state of Tennessee, I'll, I'll stick to just Tennessee because this is what this story is about. I won't get into national politics. The governor is a part of the justice system. He, he has the legal right to, to give clemencies 
two inmates in, in the position that, that Nick Sutton was in. Right. By that logic, he is a part of the justice system. Yeah. And by refusing to take part, that's, that's not him standing up and saying justice is served. No, that's him abdicating his part of responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's him saying, well, I'm not going to take part, even though as governor, he is part of the system. Yeah. And, and furthermore, to all those people, to all the activists, to all the people saying that this shouldn't happen, and, and, and specifically for Nick Sutton, uh, all the people saying this man shouldn't have his life taken away, please listen to our pleas. Look at, look at all of this outpouring of support. Why don't, why don't you just save them the trouble, right? Like if you're Governor Bill Lee, why don't you just save them the trouble by saying up front, I don't care what any of you say, and I don't care how many people line up at my office. I'm not going to spare this man's life. And then that way they won't waste their time with you. Right. That way, instead of wasting their time with the governor's office, they'll instead put all of their time into just getting rid of the death penalty in the state of Tennessee. Agreed. And then finally to that last point, I mentioned in the beginning, I don't believe that the state has the right to take a life of a human being. I, I really don't. I don't consider that to be a, a just and reasonable aspect of, of justice that the state can perform. Right. I think the state gets its enumerated powers, as they say in the Constitution, mm-hmm. from the people. And the people do not have the right to take the life of another person, only in self-defense. In any other reason, you don't have the right to take the life of another human being. And if you don't have that right, you could not have possibly delegated that right to anyone else. Right. The state does not have the right to take life. There are bad people in this world. There are evil people in this world. And I said from the beginning, I never said that Nick Sutton was a totally innocent man who never performed the crimes of which he was accused. But what are we talking about? Crimes he was, he did as an 18 year old and then 23 year old, he defends himself. And then 35 years later, they electrocute him and electrocuting him, by the way. Yeah. We're doing that in Tennessee in 2020, Blake. We're electrocuting people. We're killing people by frying them. It's, it's the green mile in 2020. That's right. In the state of Tennessee. Um, guys, I, I would, I would, it's, I know that in some ways this is a cautionary tale to not, not, find oneself caught up in the justice system if they can, if they can avoid it. Um, but I, but I also urge everyone to contact your representatives, sign your petitions, do whatever you can do to get rid of the death penalty. And if you're in a state where the death penalty exists, get rid of it. Don't go to the federal government. I don't want the federal government telling states how to run their business. I want you to go to your state level and get your state level to get rid of the death penalty. Right. (sighs) Yeah. Guys, we'll be right back after this break. Have you ever been talking politics with a friend and told, if you don't like it here, you should just move to Somalia? Well, ladies and gentlemen, from the sandy beaches of Mogadishu, Sherry and I bring you Postcards from Somalia, one of the newer products of Little L Productions, where we take on all of the fallacies of the people who say, if you don't like it, you can just get out. Ugh. 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 
Are, are you going to do that every week now? No. Are you going to add the? No. Ugh. I, I just, I, I, if it just calls for it, I don't know. You just right. feel it when you hear that. Song. All right, all right, that's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. <laughs> Uh, so finally, for the last segment of the show, we're, we're going to do a little Alan Recommends. We've sort of okay. kind of already done Alan Recommends, but I haven't really made it a segment and made its own yeah. little graphics and stuff yet. Sure. I, you know, as soon as people start paying us enough damn money, we'll have people do all this stuff. <laughs> that's, that's the real problem. So I want to talk a little bit about a series on Netflix that's Uh-oh. called Altered Carbon. It's okay. one of my favorite shows on, it's, that's a Netflix original. It's a, it's a sci-fi show. If you're into sci-fi, you'll really like this. Uh, Alter Carbon, season one came out in 2018. Okay. Uh, it's set over 300 years in the future where okay. human minds are digitized. Ooh. And, yeah, I know. And downloaded from body to body based on the classic cyberpunk novel starring uh, Joel Kinnaman, James Purfoy, and uh, Martha Hagareta. And wouldn't that um, be cool, huh? Uh, well, I mean... Yeah. You know, it, we'll hold on. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So, so it's 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 a futuristic world where everyone like can have this implanted in the back of their neck. Yeah. A a disc that basically uh-huh. is a hard drive of of all of your brain activity and thoughts. Yeah. And so, if your body is is destroyed, but the disc is saved, the disc can just be put into another body, and you are still alive. Theoretically. But it, it definitely it definitely brings up some very interesting and and philosophical points of yeah. is that really you? Yeah. Like is are you you or are you what's on the disc? Or are and you if, data? If you that is on the disc is if if your body dies and that disc is put into another body, is that new person you or is or are you gone? Right. And that's just a copy. Yeah. It's 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 an interesting it's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. So that's kind of it's it's definitely a cyberpunk futuristic yeah. world. They call bodies sleeves because they're Weird. not like like you could have the body you're born with, you know, uh-huh. but but you know, yeah. depending yeah. on how old you are, that body can be gone or whatever. True. So it's like it was it was made so that you know, basically, medical problems practically don't exist, right? right. Because if something happens, you just get you just a new sleep. Blah blah get a new blah. Body, yeah. Um, but yeah, it de- it definitely it, it definitely brings up the philosophical thing, and and I and I don't really want to do spoilers today. I just want to talk about a little bit about the series and urge everyone to go go check it out. It's on okay. Netflix. Okay. Uh, so basically, the plot of season one is um, this: the main character, whose name is uh, Takashi Kovach. Look at that. Uh, he is. Uh, basically, w- without another way to put it, he's he was a domestic terrorist who okay. was was caught and and was imprisoned via having having his chip thrown somewhere because I think yeah. his original body gets shot all to hell. And uh, basically, what it was is actually the woman who invented the the discs actually has a change of heart and decides this is destroying our society. We wow. can't have this. Okay. And so he joins with her and they come to, they basically, they want to go back to the natural way humans lived. Right. And of course the, the government has decided, no, 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 sure. we're happy. We're happy with the technology. <laughs> yeah. We're the, 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 the elites and the rich of the world are very happy to live, basically right. be immortal. Yeah. And so those people are run out of society. They're considered terrorists, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's and and then he is brought out of hibernation and basically told that we'll give you clemency in exchange for you helping solve this case. And it's yeah. a, it's kind of a who done it murder mystery yeah. sort of thing. Wow. As as well as Takashi trying to find the people he used to know. He's been in hibernation yeah. a long time, trying to re find himself in the right. world. Um, 
It, so uh, Joel Kinnaman is is the character who plays Takashi Kovach in okay. in the first season. Okay. And um, a female detective police officer in the show uh-huh. uh, who's played by the actress uh, Martha Hagareta. There's a picture of her in the show right there. Wow. Uh, yeah, don't don't be standing to the front right of, of whatever, <laughs> whatever she's looking at. Yeah, that would be bad for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So she, she's, she does an awesome job in the show. Uh, James Purfoy as well. It's really just all the way around. Very well cast, very yeah. well done. I love the show. Um, I really don't think Netflix did the best job of advertising it because uh-huh. it, it, it is different. It's very, yeah. it's very much a deep sci-fi cyberpunk show. Yeah. And so you, you kind of have to you have to find that audience and you have uh-huh. to kind of like ease people into it because yeah. it's definitely it's not for normies as right. as we right. would say. Right. Um, but but since we I'll tell you what though, um, it is a very mature show. Okay. And what I mean by that is there's yeah. violence. Okay. There's adult themes. Okay. There's also some skin. In other words, don't let the kitties watch it. This is not something to watch <laughs> with the kitties. Um, yeah, but I gotta tell you, I love the show because because Martha Hagareta is in it. Yeah, go ahead and show. Oh. So that's so we're an equal opportunity show there. So there's yeah. Joel Kinnaman on the left, and there's Martha <laughs> on the right. So wow, as so you nice. can see, there's there's plenty yeah. enough for everyone yeah, to yeah. enjoy. Uh, ooh, that's a little racy. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't know, okay. I think that's but, very modest. Okay. Sure. Anyway. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so. One of the things that is very interesting kind of trope in the show is remember people's bodies by and large are just sleeves. Yeah. Their consciousness is sure. in the disc. And so the main character, Takashi Kovach, uh-huh. was born an Asian man. If okay. you're wondering why he has an Asian first name and a Russian last name, you'll just have to watch the show. Sure. But uh, he was born an Asian man. But in the season one of the show, he's played by a white actor because that it, that's the sleeve that right. Takashi is in. And so you can see this. So on the left, that is the actual Takashi Kovach. In the middle, that's the actor Joel Kinnaman, who mm-hmm. is the is the main principal actor playing Takashi Kovach. Right. And then on the right, now people may recognize that. That's Anthony Mackie. Yep. Who played the Falcon in mm-hmm. the Marvel movies, in Captain right. America and in, in, in the Avengers movies. So Anthony Mackie has actually been slated to be Takashi Kovach in season two there you go. of Altered Carbon. So there it is right there. There he is on the poster. There's Anthony Mackie, season two of Altered Carbon. So 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 the 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 disc that has Takashi Kovach saved on it will uh-huh. now be going into that sleeve. Now some people might point out, so he went from being an Asian man to a white man to a black man. And the answer is, uh, yeah. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. So anyway, go. pull that back up. Pull up back up the poster. Uh, so that is Anthony Mackie, season two of Alter Carbon. Believe it or not, this episode that you're watching right now it comes out February 26th. Uh-huh. Season two premieres February 27th. That's yeah. tomorrow. So it's you exciting. can check out season two of Altered Carbon tomorrow. Go binge watch season one if you haven't already. <laughs> Then go watch season two on Netflix. Comes out February 27th tomorrow. You're really going to enjoy it. I know I will. Guys, we will be right back after this break. Hi, I'm Blake Osborne, owner of Osborne Studio and Sound in Columbia, Tennessee. I've been a DJ for over 20 years, and I'm proud to have been a part of over 1,000 weddings and events all across the mid-state. My clients can expect an exciting experience both for you and your guests. I come equipped with state-of-the-art sound and lighting technology to perform in any environment for any audience. MC, DJ, or videographer, or all of the above. 
Clients of Osborne Studio and Sound enjoy all these services rolled into one affordable package. When choosing entertainment for your special day, call Blake Osborne of Osborne Studio and Sound at 931-381-1000 or join us on the web at facebook.com slash Osborne Studio and Sound Pro Services. Guys, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash funnybroke. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com. It's at Alan M. Mosley. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash funnybroke. So what'd you learn on today's episode, Blake? Oh, uh, let's see. You know what? I, I, think I, I think I need to get Netflix back. Yeah, but for only for only the most wholesome and virtuous reasons, though, right? Like I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was really good in season one. I don't know. I don't even know if she's in season two because that's kind of how that show goes. It's just yeah. totally different people and, and everything else. That's cool, man. I mean, hey, yeah. like, it, it's another show to get lost in, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like this one. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, technically, we've already had season. I mean, technically, we're like on season three of yeah. this show, aren't we? True, true. Are we on? Are we? I think so. I yeah, think this, we're. I think we're starting season three starting after season March fourteenth, yeah. and this is and this is the end of season two okay. or next week. Next week's episode is the last episode. Yeah, something, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next week.